0: Hi, this is Bob Bostock, and welcome to another edition of Discover DEP. You can download Discover DEP and subscribe to future editions through iTunes and Google Play. Today we are joined by Jeff Hoffman, the state geologist, who is here to discuss the current drought situation in New Jersey. This year has been particularly dry, which caused DEP to issue a drought watch in late July for most northern and central regions of New Jersey. There is now the possibility of the watch becoming a warning despite several rainstorms we've had over the past several weeks. The rain seems to have fallen exactly where we don't need it and has not fallen where we do need it. So, Jeff, thanks so much for joining us today. Good to be here. Thank you. Jeff, how much rain have we gotten in New Jersey this year and how uh, far below normal are we?
1: Well, normally New Jersey receives between 40 and 50 inches of rain a year, more in the north, less in the south. In northern New Jersey, would normally be around 38 inches or so rainfall by the end of October. This year, though, we're only at about 30 inches of rain, so we're shy 8 inches more or less across northern New Jersey. In contrast, down in Cape May County, they've gotten 40 inches so far this year, which for them is about 7 inches more than normal this time of year. So it's been quite, like you said, quite varied across New Jersey, dry in the north, wet in the south.
0: And when you think about it, eight inches of rain doesn't necessarily sound like a lot, but that's almost 25% below normal rainfall. That is
1: quite a lot of difference. And the important part is when the rain falls. Rain that falls in the summer tends to get taken up by the plants, and not a lot runs off to the streams and the reservoirs. It's rain in the spring and winter is when you really need it to fill the reservoirs for use during the summer.
0: And, of course, this summer seemed to be hotter than usual. It was,
1: which created a larger demand than normal on the reservoirs in northern New Jersey due to people watering their lawns.
0: So the combination of about 25% less rain than usual and increased demand... And hotter temperatures, ...has put us in, uh, we're in right now, a drought watch status across much of the state and are thinking we might need to go to a drought warning. Exactly. What was the purpose of the drought watch?
1: A drought watch is mainly for informational only. DEP alerts both the citizens and the purveyors that it's drier than normal. Inside DEP, we gear up our internal monitoring, we start preparing. We ask the purveyors unofficially to go through their valves and pipes and and their responses to make sure that they would be ready in case situations, in case it gets a lot drier. We also ask citizens to start conserving water by any of the various mechanisms you use to lower your water use.
0: And did we see much of an impact on the water supply as a result of the drought watch? Did people, comparing to previous years, were they a little more conservative in their use of water? Or
1: Unfortunately, we- not a lot. We did not see a big dip in water demand this year. Uh, it was, if there was one, it was certainly overshadowed by the increases caused by the warm conditions.
0: So now we're considering in many parts of the state going to a drought warning from a drought watch. What's the difference between the watch and the warning?
1: On a warning, DEP again ramps up its activities, its monitoring and response activities. DEP also has the authority to order water purveyors to take certain steps. These might include um, ordering transfers from areas of more water to less water with the goal of warding off a drought emergency later on. DEP can also alter some permit conditions, that is, some reservoirs have what are called passing flows, water that must be released from the dam into the, uh, into the stream the dam is built on. If these are lowered as a result of preserving storage in the reservoir, however, this is only done during times when the downstream aquatic community will not be harmed by changing the passing flows.
0: So what is the process for going to a drought warning?
1: A drought warning starts with, of course, you're going to watch this to begin with. The warning can be issued by the DEP commissioner in, in consultation with the governor's office. We have to have a public hearing before any action can take place. At this hearing, DEP asks for input from citizens and purveyors as to what would appropriate steps be to help conserve the water supplies of the state.
0: So has the public hearing for... The possible drought warning been scheduled?
1: Yes, it will be on Thursday, October 20th, beginning at I think it's 10 a.m. in the Milburn Public Library.
0: And we have the date and the time and the place of that location posted with the description of this podcast. So okay. if people do want to attend, they can get that information right there as well. So what happens then after the public hearing?
1: We hope it rains. <laughs> Historically, uh, funnily enough, It usually rains during a drought hearing, so that's what we're wishing for. If it doesn't, the next steps will be to evaluate reservoir levels and stream flows and determine what steps we would like purveyors to take, whether it would be ordering transfers from one purveyor to another in order to preserve reservoir levels. We would also look at passing flows and other permit conditions that might be relaxed if it's not a problem for the surface water ecology. We'll take all steps we can on the supply side to preserve storage and to maintain the resiliency of the water supply.
0: Are there any mandatory conservation measures put in place under a drought warning?
1: Not during a warning. That can only take place, we're only authorized to do that during a drought emergency.
0: And that would be the next step in case the situation got even drier and the supply went down even more.
1: Yes, only the governor can declare a drought emergency and it's only done when there's a demonstrated threat to the water supply of the state.
0: So how often do we find ourselves in this situation where we have to go, for instance, to a drought warning if, if that is, in fact, the direction we have to move this year?
1: Not Usually we don't get as far as warning in emergencies. last time we were in an emergency was 2002-2003. Before that, it was 1995, 1999, 86, and 80-82. The worst drought emergency in New Jersey was during the 1960s. It was a multi-year drought about 64 to 66, which severely stressed much of the state. We do go to watch much more frequently. It does get dry. We often have several weeks long of dry weather, and it's not too unusual. We've had several months now, which is more unusual, but it's not unheard of. We've, we were in watch in 2015, and then going back to 2010, 2006, and 2005. So watches do occur relatively frequently, but we have to prepare just in case it doesn't rain.
0: Now, if it does rain, because the ground tends to be pretty dry because Mm -hmm. of the dry spell, does most of that water get absorbed into the ground and not run to the reservoirs or or does it tend to go into the reservoirs and solve the situation? Mm -hmm. These things are... That's a good question. These things are a little more, it's not quite as straightforward as one might think.
1: (laughs) No, that's partially a function of, again, how dry the soil is, but how hard it rains. Imagine an inch of rain occurs in an hour. That's a real downpour. And of that inch of rain, a lot will run off so to the streams where it could be captured by a downstream reservoir. But if that inch of rain would occur, say, over a day, you're talking less than a tenth of an inch an hour, most of that rain will probably be absorbed into the ground unless the ground's already wet. Usually, most floods are caused by this, a second rainstorm first rainstorm comes through and soaks the ground so that when the second rainstorm comes through, the ground can't absorb any more water. And really, before the reservoirs and stream flows can really truly recover, we have to have those first rainfalls, which the ground soaks up and gets primed, basically, to create more runoff.
0: You had mentioned the fact that one of the things that can be done during a warning is moving water from places that have perhaps a greater supply to places that have a lesser supply. This suggests to me that there's quite a bit of interconnectedness between our different water purveyors. Is that the case?
1: In northern New Jersey, yes. The purveyors in northern New Jersey have had more than a century of serving the residents and also interconnecting themselves to meet emergencies just like that. It's also the fact that sometimes one purveyor may serve a community normally, but during a drought we ask a different purveyor to serve that community, so the first one can conserve its water in its reservoirs. It's a function of who can serve whom, how the pipes are set up, and some arm twisting sometimes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I imagine uh, when, when we're in a, if we're in a warning, then DEP mm. is, is directing these companies to move water from one place to another.
1: DEP first consults with all the purveyors and finds what they think is possible, what is feasible, and and what's wise to do. And yes, and then we can order purveyors to move water from A to B.
0: So it's a collaborative
1: process. Exactly, DEP is not in this alone.
0: So what can people do now to uh, conserve water? We're into the fall, but it's still been kind of warm. What steps can people take to conserve water to help us get through this current situation without having to go take any further steps?
1: Perhaps the biggest thing people can do is to water their lawns wisely only water during the cool of the day. Don't water when it's warm and sunny during during the day. Also, don't water excessively. If it's rained in the past day or two, you probably don't need to water. Only water if it's been dry for several days. And you never need to water more than twice a week.
0: You mentioned watering during the cool of the day, so would that be early in the morning or in the early evening? Is there a better time?
1: The better time is not when it's sunny and hot. So either early morning or late evening or after, late afternoon makes sense. You know, after six p.m. before eight a.m. Those are the preferred times to water the lawn. If you water during real hot times, you end up losing a lot of water to evaporation, and that's yeah, just wasted. It doesn't make it to the grass roots.
0: So what other steps can people take around the home to uh, there's help some, reduce water?
1: There are some very simple steps to take to conserve water. You can if you sweep your sidewalks instead of washing them with a hose. Inside the house, run dishwashers and washing machines with full loads instead of partial. Run you wash your teeth, don't run the water the entire time. There are many things you can do to help conserve water, and a great many of them are listed on our drought website, njdrought.org.
0: And that website is on our description of the podcast so people can link directly to it. So as we look around the state, are there different ways that, uh, or different sources of water that different parts of the state rely on?
1: Northern New Jersey, especially northeast New Jersey, is very reliant upon large reservoirs that have been built in the past. There's extremely large reservoirs in northern New Jersey and central New Jersey that supply a lot of water to, the, to millions of residents of New Jersey. Those reservoirs are dependent upon rainfall to fill during mainly winter and spring, and then they lower during summer and fall but they need the rain in the winter and spring to refill in southern new jersey most of the water supply comes from aquifers uh, shallow and deep wells are pumped to supply most of the residents of southern new jersey there are some variations of course but in general northern new jersey is surface water dependent the north the urban parts of northeast new jersey and the r- less developed parts of southern jersey groundwater dependent they react differently to droughts. The reservoirs can respond based upon their size quickly to, to rainfall deficits. Some of the aquifers in New Jersey in southern New Jersey respond much more slowly to droughts, but then recover more slowly when rains return. It's very much resource dependent on how a drought affects it and how fast recovery occurs after the rains return.
0: I'm always kind of impressed that even though we're a relatively small state geographically, uh, we're also very varied from a geographic standpoint and as well as our geology.
1: Yes, northern New Jersey has many hard rocks exposed to the surface. It tends to have very shallow soil so it does not hold a lot of groundwater generally. Southern New Jersey has thousands of feet in places of unconsolidated sands and gravel. that can hold tremendously prolific aquifers, an excellent groundwater resource. It depends upon where you are. We are a small state, but from north to south the geology is extremely varied and very, very interesting.
0: Jeff, you mentioned aquifers. What is an aquifer?
1: An aquifer is an underground unit, rock or sand, which can transmit water to a well. Aquifers can be very prolific, that is, they can provide a lot of water, or very tight. They don't provide much water. In southern New Jersey, there are some extremely productive aquifers that can deliver thousands of gallons a minute to large production wells. Atlantic City, for example, is supplied by these large production wells. Northern New Jersey, however, tends not to have as productive aquifers there, generally. The rocks tend to be much more tighter, much less water stored in them. Therefore, for any large water supply, there has to be a surface water supply. And we've built reservoirs to overcome the fact there are no major aquifers in northern New Jersey.
0: So it really has a lot to do with the geology of the region.
1: The geology governs almost everything.
0: So as a state geologist, uh, you're here talking to us about the water supply and a drought. How do those two things interact? Why are we talking to the state geologist the, about, about water?
1: <laughs> the New Jersey Geological and Water Survey has been involved in water supplies for well over a century. One early state geologist did an extremely thorough survey Of all the water supplies in New Jersey, and that just just is built up, New Jersey has been very proactive in managing its water supply for the past 120 years. And that is, we recognize very early on, a function of the geology. The Highlands region of New Jersey, being where it's located, has proved to be an excellent source of water for the urban areas of northeast New Jersey. And that was recognized in the early 1900s by the state geologist, and reiterated just recently by the Highlands Act aimed at preserving the water supplies of that region.
0: One of the things that always impresses me about the environment here in New Jersey and, and and the broad mandate that the Department of Environmental Protection has is how interconnected the various parts of the environment are. There's a tendency, I think, sometimes to think of these things as standing separate and alone, but in fact, everything kind of meshes together, doesn't it?
1: And that's what makes it so interesting, how string A is tied to string B and you pull on one, where does that have an effect elsewhere? The geology is tied to the water resources, the water resources is tied to the aquatic ecology, the aquatic ecology is tied to all sorts of things. Trying to piece out what's going on takes a large cadre of trained scientists to really know what's going on, and the DEP I think has that.
0: So if we look at the weeks ahead, we're here in the first part of October, what can we expect in terms of rain based on historic patterns? and uh, contrast that with whatever forecasts are out there right now looking at the at the short term and maybe the medium
1: term. Well normally New Jersey gets about the same amount of rain every month. We don't have a rainy season. We always get about three to four inches of rain every month. Unlike say the west where they we have a definite rainy season it rains a few months and then not for nine or ten months. New Jersey we tend to get the same rain every month. When we Don't. That's when the problem occurs, which we are in right now. We don't get our forages of rain this month and next month and next month, especially in the winter. We expect in the winter the rain mostly to run off to fill reservoirs. In the summer, a lot of the rain, again, gets taken up by plants and doesn't make it to the reservoirs. We really depend upon the winter and spring months to fill the reservoirs. The forecast right now is for the next week and a half is for dry in New Jersey. I hate to say it, but it looks grim Mm. in terms of precipitation. I love a rainy day. The forecast, unfortunately, is for the drought in New Jersey to continue in the short term. As for the long term, I'm not a meteorologist. I just just hope that it's going to rain.
0: Well, we certainly hope that uh, at this time of year that we get the rain we need in October, that it falls in the right places, Mm -hmm. and that uh, the water supply will bounce back. But if, in fact, we don't get the rain, it sounds like there are lots of plans in place, steps that we can take to ensure that... Uh, we don't run into a situation where we don't have any water or where we have to impose rigorous mandatory conservation measures.
1: That's correct. There are a number of DEP staff who have been through the previous droughts. We have action plans on file ready to go. Everyone's different. Every drought is slightly different from the previous one, and we have to respond to those differences. But we certainly hope we do not go to drought emergency.
0: Well, I have a feeling that a lot of us will be making good thoughts that we get some rain in the near future in the right places so that we can avoid having to next take the next steps. But it's good to know that if we do, there are measures in place to address the need for water across the state. So, Jeff, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to spend some time with us talking about the current water supply situation and also how DEP helps manage the water supply to make sure that we have enough water for um, all the people and businesses of this state going forward.
1: Thank you for the opportunity.
0: Thanks for listening to Discover DEP. If you have comments on the podcast or ideas for future podcast topics, please email us at podcast at dep.nj.gov. Enjoy the rest of your day.